0: Hello, and welcome back to The Rewind. I'm Josh, and this is a podcast where I watch a bunch of movies and talk about them with my friends. Today's episode is about how to train your dragon, the hidden world, and I'm thrilled to be joined by my friend Kayla Mead, who last joined us on the uh, Halloween podcast. Kayla, what's going on?
1: Oh, nothing really. Just keeping busy. Not watching nearly as many movies as I'd hope, but... All right. Nonetheless.
0: Yeah, your, your AMC A-list membership's getting to work out now, though. We saw this last week, and or you'll be joining me for uh, Captain Marvel later this week, as well as another friend. So I'm, uh, we're, we're getting through this time of year. It's a little slow with the movies, as I keep saying, but um, I'm glad you're here to talk about this one with me because it's one of the more popular ones. Because How to Train Your Dragon is a, a pretty popular series. You know, the first one came out like way back in like 2010, I think. And um, it, it it the the main character of the trilogy, as many know, is um, Hiccup. He's voiced by. James And the first movie is just a 15-year-old boy living in this uh, this little country of Berk where they are constantly attacked by dragons. He's supposed to be trained by his dad, who's the chief, to be a dragon killer, and then he ends up defending a dragon play a very rare type of dragon known as a night fury who he ultimately names toothless because he has retractable teeth and using toothless they're able to kind of realize that a lot of these dragons are being mind controlled by another dragon and they kind of reverse that and he's able to train the dragons and they all kind of come back to berk and a lot of the dragons are happy but in the second movie their dragons are still being hunted by other people even if the berkians have become friendly to them and in the process of trying to Uh, save some of the dragons and fend off one of the dragon hunters who has a large group of dragon hunters at his disposal. He ends up... um, Hiccup ends up coming across his mom who left... Uh, Burke when he was a little baby and she's been rescuing lots of dragons in this own safe haven and in this whole process when they are fighting off this dragon hunter dragon hunter kills uh, Hiccup's dad so Hiccup's mom now comes back to Burke brings all of her dragons there which brings us to the events of the third movie where uh, now all these dragons are overpopulating um, Burke and Uh, Hiccup is looking for a hidden world to bring them all to, hence the title of this movie. And they end up having to fight off, though, another Dragon Hunter who likes killing dragons because that's who the villains are in most of these movies. Uh, Caleb, I I, I actually watched the first one, like... Probably like seven years ago, and then for some reason, just didn't get around to the second till two hours before we saw Hidden World. So you're a little more familiar and have a longer relationship with this series than I do. Uh, Did you? Did you really? Did you? I'm guessing you did enjoy both uh, the first How to Train Your Dragon and the second one. Uh, What 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 connected with you about these movies?
1: Um, In all honesty, I work with kids, so (laughs) I. You know, a lot of times seeing kid movies, it's a really easy way to, like, be like, hey, how was your weekend? Um, and really, like, connect with them and be like, oh, well, I saw How to Train Your Dragon. Have you seen How to Train Your Dragon? And it's just, for me, it's a good conversation starter. But I also, if you remember back from the Mama Mia podcast, I like movies that I can just enjoy. Mm-hmm. And a movie like this, you know, it has its dramatic parts, but overall it's, you know, it's lighthearted. And I enjoy something that i can just sit back i can enjoy i don't have to think too much about i mean while those movies are great Mm -hmm. it's nice to just relax during a film and just enjoy it
0: i'm glad you made that point because i do have some criticisms of this movie but at the same time like i can't disagree with the fact that like they are perfectly enjoyable like they're fun to look at for one like they do have a, a wide variety of different types of dragons and those are fun a lot of these dragons are very playful and, uh, have their own personalities, some of the fellow, uh, some of the supporting characters are very funny, and they, like, they just, there's just a lot of them, there's the one voiced by Jonah Hill is kind of funny, the one voiced by Kristen Wiig, who is, uh, What's Her name again roughnut She's she 's really funny, you know Kit Harrington is one of them, and the, like all these other Burkeans that are around hiccup who's a, more of a straight man for the most part they 're all like really funny I've, I forgot to mention also like Hiccup is still with his girlfriend Astrid, who's voiced by America Ferrera, and his mom is voiced by Kate Blanchett. Some of the other burkeans his, that are like his age are like like vying for the affections of his mom it 's kind of funny and Yeah, I mean, it's just a fun group of people to hang out with, and the dragons are playful. And I agree with you, and it's just just kind of fun to look at. Are are we getting a little bit of an input from Melody there? Always. Yeah.
1: Always. She has—we must not be paying enough attention to her, including her.
0: Didn't know she had strong thoughts on how to train your dragon. I mean, every every few episodes, we have a dog that wants to voice the movie opinions, and we're very happy to let them be heard here at the Rewind. Um.
1: Well, we always joke um, that—because, I mean, if you look at Toothless— Uh, Toothless has all these mannerisms, you know, essentially like your family pet, you know, would roll over to get Uh a belly rub or would put, you know, his hand or his head under your hand. And my dad, my dog does all these down to the ridiculous looks. So, I mean, she's kind of like toothless, except, you know, she does nibble. But I think that's more for attention kind of like Toothless so I guess that works out.
0: Yeah so I mean and I even think back to like the second movie when he's first uh, when Hiccup's first connecting with Valka his mom and she like shows where she can um, she she can like press one specific part of Toothless's spine and then all these extra scales flare out which can allow for him to fly in different manners and Toothless gets really excited and even just like looks behind at Hiccup and like gives him a look and is like very excited to just uh, go flying and just that stuff gives you like a baseline of happiness as you're watching this movie because you like you do know it's a Kids movie and you don't have to be too worried about anything too awful happening to like, most of the characters so like it's certainly light and fun and i and in the, the movie doesn't lose sight of the fact that it is a kid's movie while still hitting some dramatic notes and like one of the first dramatic things that happens in this movie is uh this this villain uh Grimmau, voiced by f murray abraham uh He's he's commissioned by some of the other uh, some of the other people in another country that they've that uh, Hiccup's raided and stolen their dragons from him, and they're like, "Hey, we need you, Grimble, to come help us and get our dragons back." And once once he learns that Hiccup has a Night Fury, he's very intrigued because he dislikes killing Night Furies just because. And
1: well, I think it's not so much just because, because he does say, "Spoiler alert!" He does say that he killed a Night Fury, and you know, his his village, like, thought he was a hero. And so it may have started as he did it to protect other villagers or other villages or whatever and to essentially be a hero. But I think it kind of morphed into, wow. An he, obsession. He liked an obsession, a hunt. Mm-hmm. And I can completely compare this to um, – To my boyfriend Adam's bourbon obsession. He's like, Yeah, bourbon. Totally the
0: same thing. Yeah.
1: Well, hold on. No, but (laughs) no, but like with bourbon, it's, um, he's like, Yeah, I enjoy it, but the hunt is the fun part. Hmm. So essentially, my boyfriend is the villain from How to Train Your Dragon 3.
0: So there you go you might hear adam in the background who some of you know from several other podcasts but he's voicing um,
1: his opinions yeah so.
0: well i mean i i get that and i guess you can give him a little credit for that but i mean i don't know if the movie like made him compelling enough to like really have me like see him as more of a three-dimensional villain just because he got really high on life when other people were really thrilled at him and i think people i, I guess you do kind of forget from the first movie that like dragons they did used to they did used to attack the innocent people, and so their their fears of them weren't unfounded. I mean, Hiccup had to convince the Burke people to, like, actually listen to him and let them train him. So it's understandable that some might have negative opinions of dragons, but they keep seeing all these people that have the ability to ride dragons, and they never – a lot of these other bad guys never really just, like, stop to think about the fact that, like, hey, they might not actually, like, be bad if, like, they get along with these people. And I, I maybe just want to, like – maybe I would just be a little more, like – into it with the respect to these villains if you showed them more often just like actually trying to like process what it means when these people are friendly with them dragons and why they need to feel the need to just absolutely keep killing them. And then that was my thing.
1: But hold on, wasn't it uh I'm trying to see if I remember it correctly. Wasn't it also they wanted to catch the dragons to have like a dragon army? Because if Burke has their own dragon army, why shouldn't they have their own dragon army?
0: Yeah I guess that was also kind of wasn't
1: I mean they clearly didn't go into it. They were just like, "This is the reason we want to trap all these dragons," and kind of left it.
0: Maybe. I mean, I I don't know. I can't remember exactly how they discussed that because he obviously just straight up wanted to kill the Night Fury. So, but in the in the um, in the second movie, they I mean it. Straight up is they 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 have their own like massive dragon and and who's the alpha? I guess and the, the alpha is a thing that like is kind of a theme in both this movie and the. And the second one where it's like, I guess they can actually kind of have their own army when they are doing that. Another notable thing, though, it, it, within this movie is that once Grimmel finds out he's going to be hunting the Night Fury, he ends up... The, the one dragon that is left at this other country is a Light Fury, which is like uh, another the dragon... A female
1: version. A female
0: version that's white, that's like uh, fairly identical in shape and size uh, to to Toothless, the Night Fury. And he kind of like sends her... It's, I, it's kind of implied he has a tracking device in her and that that's how he, they're able to kind of track Toothless throughout. If he, they're able to kind of send her to attract him because Toothless becomes infatuated with her. Understandably. Well, I mean, because
1: the, I mean, the idea is that night furies, they mate for life. So he's never seen another, you know, another night fury or light fury for that matter. So it's like, Oh, mate for life. And he, you know, Grimmel was it? Yeah. Yeah. So he was like, "All right, well, now he's going to do anything for his mate because that's basic, you know, animal behavior."
0: Yeah, but th- but they're they're definitely able. So they're kind of using her as bait. It's it's not it's it's not f- exactly fully explain how they're they're. Well, it's, it's never fully explained uh, how he's able to kind of track the, the Light Fury and control her uh, at the same time. Because as we see, eventually later in this movie, because Toothless wants to fly in its own, his own, so Hiccup fashions him another uh, kind of artificial tail to help him go away. And he doesn't really have much control over Toothless. But it is kind of implied that like they're able to track the Light Fury some because they do at various points throughout the movie as she, like she is luring Toothless away. And that, that's just kind of something that hangs over the specter of the whole movie as we are watching this other stuff go on because Grimmel breaks into Burke and confronts Hiccup in his house and is like threatening him. And But at the same time, uh, Hiccup's left him a trap. He escapes the trap, but in the process like blows up the house and then a good re- portion of the rest of the country. And uh, Hiccup's saying it's not safe here anymore. They know we're here. We need to go somewhere else. So then they go and like set on another island. Uh, and my thing was that... Um, I don't know how you felt about just like that whole part of the plot. My thing was that I thought it actually happened kind of fast, and because I wasn't like the biggest fan of Grimmo as like a character, I was like, "Oh man, we we got straight to them like having to react to him really fast." And my my big one big thing I think I would have rather had the movie done. I wish the movie would have done instead would have been to like spend a little more time in Burke showing the consequences of its overpopulation. And this is again me maybe getting way too into uh, something that. Shouldn't be a concern of a kids' movie, but like I thought it was kind of interesting. All of a sudden, it's like wow! Like in theory, it's great. They they were able to bring all these dragons back from where Volko was hanging out in How to Drain Your Dragon Two, and we see that it's like kind of crowded, and they have little baby dragons jumping in soup at their cafeteria, and. That's about it. And then we're off. And, like, I guess I wanted to see in practice how they were trying to assimilate them into day to day life because it looks like they got a pretty good thing going in how to train your dragon, too. If you remember at the end, they like, at the beginning of that movie, that's like, oh, yeah, now we have dragon racing and that's a big part of our economy. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. And it seems like the right mix of dragons. It's just the world's not safe yet. And here they're trying to, like, save more dragons in in the process of that. And Valka bringing all of hers in and how to train your dragon, too. They just have too many, which is a totally understandable problem. But at the same time, like, I, I I like the idea of them working towards trying to coexist, and it just maybe it would have been tenable at the next place they stopped, But I kind of wanted to see like how they were getting pushed to the brink of like needing to get a new space anyway, even before Grimmel invaded.
1: Well, I mean, they kind of showed it where when they brought some of those new dragons off from the dragon trapper boats, that the one dragon got, you know, he got a little excited, but he's a big old dragon, and so essentially. The houses went down like dominoes and it Mm. was like, and, um, stoic, not stoic. Um,
0: I can't remember any of these weird names.
1: Yeah. Um, Gobber. Oh, okay. Gobber. Um, so
0: Craig Ferguson voices him.
1: Yes. Yes. So Gobber like does mention it and he's like, you know, we don't have enough space. There's no more room to build. Mm hmm. You know, X, Y, Z. So he kind of touches on it. But, I mean, this movie is 104 minutes, and it's designed for kids. So are they really going to be interested in the problems of Burke? Or are they going to be interested in, you know, a drag hunter trying to steal Toothless?
0: Exactly, and I acknowledge that. It's like a petty criticism on my part that maybe uh, isn't something that would make it a better movie for kids if they did address it. But it's kind of where I found myself wishing the movie's priorities were. So, but yeah, that, once that happens, they realize we need to fly off. And uh, Hiccup, in, in, in the events between the second and the third, where I think one year has elapsed, has been like trying to find this hidden world, which he's heard about for a long time, and thinks it's a place where they can go and they just like wouldn't be found out, and they can live with the dragons. And mm-hmm. like, it's a long trip though, and they get and they stop off on this like really beautiful island, um, and and everyone's like, hey, why don't we just live here? This place is pretty dope. And they, and he's like, ah, this can be temporary, and I'm gonna keep going to look for the hidden world. And, you know, and, the, and, that, and that's kind of where the movie just kind of settles in. At one point, they have some other battles with Grimmel. He almost captures them, but only captures Roughnut. She, like, leads him back to him. And, and, and that's kind of... But
1: also, like, I know part of it was his game was releasing her. But his original idea was, he's like, oh, you know, her friends are going to come back for her. And then... He was like, oh my gosh, she's so annoying. Like, I need to get <laughs> rid of her and we'll just follow.
0: Yeah. Like, no. to the point he... Yeah, really it, was, it wasn't a master plan to track back. He just kind of had that realization.
1: Yeah, he was like, I just can't deal with this.
0: <laughs> yeah, so yeah. in the midst of all this where he's just kind of trying to figure out where they are and eventually tracks them back, but in, in the middle of all that going on... uh that's when I, as I mentioned earlier, uh, Hiccup fashions this fake tail. Toothless t- takes it out. Is going around uh, with technically life.
1: his second fake tail because the original one is. That's why. That's how you know Hiccup was able to connect with Toothless was um, Toothless's tail was damaged and he made him one. But previously, it was a mechanism that. To, or that Hiccup had to ride Toothless for Toothless to fly because essentially he was changing his gears like a car. Right. So this is the first, you know, independent tail that right. um, Toothless was able to have.
0: Right, and even before, actually, I should back up a second because th- 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 that is a big part of the movie once he actually goes oh, off yeah, and is able to huge, use it. Well,
1: but, there's a huge parallel because Toothless has, you know, his tail is damaged and Hiccup, lost his um you know lost his foot in the first film and so it really draws that hiccup to toothless parallel that oh wow they both have you know this thing going on and they need each other to be able to go forward and so that was a really big part about toothless getting the tail by himself
0: Right, and so they're able to, and yeah, they're able to do that. And I, but like, but like before, I was I was trying to go back even further because before he fixes his tail, you get one of the one of the more fun scenes in the movie, which is where uh, one of the other times where the light fury does come and try and hang out with him. He ends up following her around, and Hiccup ends up tracking him too. But there's like this whole entire dance that ensues where they're like trying to figure each other out. He's doing funny dances, doing weird jumps, and all that kind of stuff. And I mean, it's part of what like a scene like that. Is
2: their,
0: a mating like, ritual well, yeah mating ritual will dad are just there to entertain the kids also at the same time and but then and, and it's just a really fun scene you know what I'm saying like I we, we got a kick out of it even if it was something that the it's there uh, largely to get a lot of laughs out of people that are a fraction of our age and uh, so but but then she gets scared away when when uh, she's when she, she kind of senses hiccups presence
1: I mean she well, I think the light theory has no reason. To not be scared of humans because she sees Hiccup, a human, when you know, a human's the one who's been shooting her up with, um, like mind control, like what was it, death crawler venom. And I, I wouldn't trust, you know, a type of person that's going to harm me. So, the only human that we know she's had contact with. Right. Has harmed her. Yeah, you know,
0: totally, totally normal response, but when she flies away, uh, Toothless is unable to go after her, and that kind of spurs him, that kind of spurs Hiccup, making him the extra uh, tail. And so while all this, there's a lot going on in the movie, but I think it balances it well when all this stuff is going on with them trying to track track them and uh, them escaping from the ship and tracking down uh, Rough Nut after that, I... The, the all the while, they're they're everyone's just kind of asking Hiccup, like, "Hey, is, is is Toothless even coming back?" He's like, "Yeah, he's just out having a good time," and uh, he actually probably wouldn't have come back unless uh, unless Hiccup just happened to ride around and by, by accident find the hidden world, which is where Light Fury took uh, took Toothless, and all of a sudden, Toothless has become like their king, like in like five minutes, and it's like,
1: well, they do mention multiple times how he is essentially the um. Not essentially. He is the Alpha of Berk.
2: hmm
1: So he is the Alpha of Berk. So, I mean, Night Furies are supposedly, you know, the most powerful of the dragons. And so they're going to have that command. He's already the Alpha of one dragon pod, dragon family. I don't know what you call a group of dragons. Um a murder of dragons. I don't
0: know. <laughs> it's a little dark for a kids' movie, but sure.
1: Um, there's but, a whole,
0: there's several murders of them in the hidden world. There's just a ton. I almost thought there was gonna be more Night Furies there. I was like, kind of wondering, like, well, is this well, the you, hidden world that people there were to some find?
1: light furies? If you remember some of the details, okay. there were some light furies. Which, speaking of the details in that film, like the animation, just, whew, it was.
0: Yeah, yeah I like, know. it's really cool. N-
1: next world, like it was so good
0: yeah for sure and they 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 end up getting like uh they, I, can you refresh my memory a little bit? Cause I was a little confused trying to think about it today. Like how exactly like once Hiccup and Astrid find the hidden world, like what kind of causes them to like, uh, w- So, there's something that happens that like causes them to end up like getting run out of there. And that's where Hiccup sees them and ca- they kind of like helps them get back to the Island where all the Burke people are. And um, I, could- I
1: think they slipped and like dropped a rock or something. And one of the other dragons saw them, started chasing them. Toothless realized it was Hiccup and Astrid and, like, gotcha. grab them.
0: Gotcha. So he gets them back safely. and yes. uh, But then at the same time, uh, grimble has been able to, like, track them down there. He captures them. And then we're at a similar point to where we were in the second movie where... Uh, they, they, the second movie, they've lost, like, all the dragons, and they got to ride the baby dragons to go save all the real dragons. Here, uh, because Hiccup's the alpha, and Grimble captures him, all the other dragons follow. And then they are basically, like, left on their own without any dragons, and they need to go save them. And... They end up using all different versions of the wingsuit that Hiccup is utilized. And I thought that was actually a pretty cool scene.
1: Oh yeah, no, definitely. I mean, that's one thing they really do touch on in the first film is, um, is what is it? Fish legs. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. fish legs is essentially the dragon scientist and he has this huge book that he, you know, draws the dragons. He looks for their characteristics, looks for their, their powers, how their eggs are, things like that. Essentially a textbook for different kinds of dragons. Mm-hmm. And part of that was, um, Hiccup was trying to design the tail for Toothless. And so he was having to learn how they flew. And so, um, I believe at the end of the first film, he had the had the wingsuit. Right. Okay. If you didn't have it in the first film, it was definitely in the second film. Cause I do remember it. Yeah. Um, that they did, they did research quite a bit on how dragons flew. So that really, you know, showed not only do they love their dragons, but Hiccup really gets them. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, they're able to somehow infiltrate Grimmel's ship and release Hiccup, who then kind of like frees everyone else up. And, uh, it's not, I mean, they're, they're, I mean, a little bit of a fight ensues, but that's not even really the most important part, because, like, you know it's a kid's movie, and you know that they're not going to, like, if anything, you're not going to have more than one casualty like you do in the second movie, and they're, they're able to pretty quickly, like, take care of business, for lack of a better term, and... At the same time, though, uh, when they kind of all regroup and they're back on the island, Hiccup makes the very uh, dramatic decision. Well, actually, I, I shouldn't, I shouldn't breeze through it that quickly because it, it is kind of a cool moment where uh, they're kind of like holding on to. Grimmel's kind of like holding on, and they're all in this big fight. And at the same time, the, he, Grimmel's able to inject Toothless with like a. Um,
1: it's the venom from the, venom. the death crawlers. Yeah. Which okay, I find to be very interesting. What I find interesting is that he used the venom from the Death Crawlers, mm-hmm. I believe is what they were called, the yeah. ones that um Gimmel grimmel okay i wasn't sure if it was r or i um See, he's, he's a bad character i, I tell he's you he's
0: a bad character you, you're, you're, trying, to,
1: bad you're, trying, to, you're trying to you're trying to
0: you're trying to you're trying to give more depth early but if you can't even remember his name 20 minutes into this podcast he's a bad character i'm just gonna say
1: it <laughs> okay well i have cupcakes baking and they smell really good and yes that's distracting all right because <laughs> um, isn't that what millennials do we bake things and we do podcasts
0: sure don't put me in a box Just saying now continue with your point about the, about, about about the death serum venom.
1: But, but with that, yes, they are also controlled with their own venom and out of all of these dragons they have on Burke and all of these dragons they've done research on, I haven't seen that dragon before. Hmm. Like they have not been mentioned. They haven't been like, Oh, we have one on the Island, you know, X, Y, Z. Um, So I found that to be, you know, I found that to be interesting that Grimmel all of a sudden has this dragon they've never, they only know of, Mm. but it seems like they haven't had contact with. Gotcha. And also another thing I find interesting, of course, I recognize it's their own venom, but when they have this small dart of the Deathcrawler venom shoots a dragon, it knocks the dragon out cold. But yet, these death crawlers are wearing collars with like three or four vials sticking into their neck, and he's like, "Oh yeah, no, it's mind control." Versus like, but yeah, they kind of. Why? Why is that dragon knocked out cold?
0: uh, Yeah, I guess they kind of yada yada exactly how it affects what, but in in that instance, though, it it, like you said, it it knocks uh, toothless out cold, and it, it looks like at one point, like Night Fury has a chance, or or White Fury has a chance to. Light Fury, God, I gave her. to gave her three names. Has a chance to like possibly save uh, Hiccup, and he's like, "No, go, go save, go, go save him." And she does, but then she has also. He's able to shake off his prosthetic leg, and uh, which Grimble's holding onto. He goes and dies, and then she's still able to rescue him before. He, Uh, Hiccup before Hiccup dies and everyone's happy or kind of whatever that they're they've won and they get back and everyone's kind of gathered around at the end and uh, all of a sudden it gets pretty sad and Hiccup comes to the realization that like world's not safe dragons go back to your hidden world do your own thing I love you I love you buddy toothless but you know you're gonna be happy with light fury go
1: this world isn't meant for you yet or something along those lines and and it
0: looks like but it looks like the movie's gonna end at that point and it but it doesn't quite it, it, and I, I was like kind of really mad just sitting there i was like this is kind of stupid like this whole entire series to this point has been largely about like learning to uh live with li, live with beings who are different and figure them out and accept them and uh try and create a uh, a more peaceful world and it's like we, we were supposed to be yeah, saw between then, what i'm saying,
1: clouds happen and you got the satisfaction right of it's like a it ending and cleaning up the end of the series. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and I mean, it seemed like you were in agreement with me on that, though, where it's like, if it had ended where it looked like it possibly could have ended, and it would have been pretty, one, it would have been sad for a kids movie, but two, I don't think it would have been, like, uh, consistent with, like, the message of the rest of the series, and luckily, uh, they kind of turned it around in that last scene.
1: Yeah, where they had, um, well, they had, like, two last scenes, so one of the, I don't know if it was running joke or, well, no, it wasn't a running joke, it was a parallel Mm-hmm. um that they kept talking about hiccup and Astrid getting married like what are you guys getting married like right. oh isn't it time to tie the knot and then toothless finds the light fury you know the parallel with you know mating for lack of a better term there and then once toothless goes off with the light fury um but when toothless goes off with the light fury then hiccup feels like it's okay not okay. But he, he marries Astrid oh, and um, – I think the
0: two are kind of related, huh?
1: Well, the, there's been parallels for Hiccup and yeah, Toothless, yeah, like yeah, the yeah. entire – No, I'm just saying. You're,
0: you're more perceptive than me. I didn't even think about it in those terms, but yes.
1: Yeah. So, like, you know, he let Toothless go off and build his family, mm-hmm. and then he marries Astrid. And one of the big things that they do talk about is um, I personally really enjoy strong female characters. I know I've mentioned that before. Mm-hmm. But Astrid is a very strong female character, and one of the big messages that was repeated multiple times was saying that, you know, back him up. Like, you need to, like, he needs to hear it from you. You know, rule together, that kind of thing, that teamwork. And you see in the Hidden World, Toothless and the Light Fury, essentially king and queen. Then mm-hmm. um, you have Chief and Chief Chiefess. Um, For Hiccup and Astrid. But, you know, flash forward to the end of the film when we get, you know, our great closure is that they're on the boat. It's Astrid, two kids, and Hiccup, which... I don't know how they age that animated character, but he's a snack, <laughs> which is weird to say about an animated character. But if you guys are hearing this and like, wow, this girl is crazy. Look it up. Like, oh, ooh, uh, the flowy brown hair <laughs> with like the beard and like just like broad and muscular. It's just whoo. It
0: does it for me, yeah, okay. but well, good, good. Well, I mean, it speaks speaks <laughs> all it speaks all the more highly of a hiccup that he was able to, uh, he was able to get Astrid even before he had his glow uh, up. That
1: glow up, uh, but
0: but, uh, but 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 I mean, I, I will say though, it speaks well of Astrid that like the, I, I or I like that they didn't make her. I like that they were kind of in it together and dismissing everyone else about how they don't need to get married. You know, in it, so many of yeah. these animated kids movies, it's like it is all about the, like the female character just wanting to find a man, and she's like, no, no, yeah, like I like him, but like we're good doing our own thing. We don't need to be married, and it's yeah. fine. They got married after the after the events of the bulk of this movie, but like I did kind of like her as a character, as you said, like she's obviously there and gets a lot of the credit for being the, being the better half, and at the same time, she's not obsessed with being that half. Uh, yeah, but she she and just likes him.
1: Yeah, and they really drew that parallel between Toothless and the Light Fury, and you had Astrid and Hiccup. And at the end of the film, that you know that ending is that they're going through the fog, um, you know, as a little family, and they find Toothless, the Night Fury or the Light Fury, and their little three dragon babies. Mm-hmm. So it really does have that connection, and it shows where. Um, the families come together
0: mm-hmm. yeah and it just gives you that hope it's like you know like the, the fact that they they are still seeing each other it, it, it does leave that possibility that in the future uh in the future that like there's still hope for dragons and people to get along and i don't i don't think we're gonna i don't I, I don't need a fourth one of these movies who knows maybe someone will decide to do it anyway because this movie make a lot of money i, 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 I do just like having that hope they're like yeah one day this will this will all work well together
1: yeah. Well, you did see, speaking of making money, that right now it's the second highest grossing film of 2019 worldwide. Um, not that that's not going to be completely shattered by Captain Marvel next weekend. It's clearly a successful <laughs> franchise, is what it comes down to. It is a very successful franchise. And they are they're enjoyable movies. Mm-hmm. They have great characters. I mean, a lot of times we don't get to go as in-depth as we would wish. Mm-hmm. But... No, yeah. I I like that they are good stories. They are solid stories and I really like how important they, you know, made family into it. So they showed quite a few uh, moments of where he's having these memories of his dad who passed in the previous film. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. So, they also, you know, bring in the motherly advice, you know, all kinds of things you know, really building to the idea of family.
2: Yeah,
1: so I you know, I just it's wholesome. It is a wholesome family <laughs> film. It is a wholesome family franchise franchise, and I enjoy it. And I think they cleaned up this series well. With an ending that would, you know, leave people happy.
0: Yeah, it certainly left me happy. And like I said again, I, I just, I, I just didn't like the villain, and I thought they could have organized it better around there. But I still, I still like the note it went out on, and it definitely does a lot of stuff well, and has a lot of fun characters that can appeal to both kids and adults. And I thought, I agree with it just about everything else you said there. So uh, before before we sign off, Kayla, do you have anything, any other final thoughts?
1: Um, the animation was just incredible. I am a huge. Disney person and this animation studios team who did this DreamWorks, yeah. I was like, wow, like they're really on that level. Like you saw, you know, the individual eyebrow hairs, you saw stubble, you saw frizzy hair, like all of these things. And I was just I was just very impressed because if you look at the detail in the first film, yeah, it it's good. It's good for 2010. But, like, over the course of nine years, like, it's just impressive how much they've stepped up their game.
0: Yeah, just yeah, a just fact. Like, just a,
1: visually, it's just visually pleasing.
0: Yeah, just to fact check you for a second, I think DreamWorks is actually a subsidiary of Universal, not Disney. But uh, No, no,
1: but what I'm saying, I'm saying the comparison that, you know, right, Disney's no. usually known for, like, that next level, like, animation. Yeah. And here for me, like, DreamWorks, like, blew me out of the water because I'm like, oh, whatever, it's, like it's not disney yeah. but i'm still i was like wow okay
0: yeah they certainly did their own thing uh really yeah. well um
1: that's that's what i meant by it gotcha. i know that dreamworks isn't disney Got come you. on, you Got met
0: you. Me. Uh, <laughs> hey i, I honestly I, I honestly wasn't so sure about that myself i double checked it before fact checking you um all right uh, i can't remember kayla before we sign off do you ever have anything you like to plug a, a twitter or something like that or you blank slate in there
1: and I'm pretty blank slate. I work in education so my social media is pretty much, you know, shut down. I don't want parents or kids finding me so
0: yeah we, we actually kept this very clean i'm proud of ourselves i'm, I'm pretty sure i have on one of my animated movies podcasts before i probably dropped a curse word or something and uh, we're
1: also talking about a kids film yeah. i mean do you want me to drop one right now
0: no <laughs> you're, you're you're a teacher you don't want you getting in trouble with any parents and uh, i'm just saying i'm glad that i was able to control myself and not do it because normally i just kind of let it fly let it whatever it comes to my head fly and I, I didn't even my head didn't even go there with the kids movie so uh i, I, I i'm just a little proud of myself for that uh, but yeah <laughs> And as usual, anyone that wants to follow me can do so on Twitter and Letterboxd, at Josh Chernovoy, J-O-S-H-J-U-R-N-O-V-O-Y. Um, everyone, thanks for listening. Stay tuned for next week. We'll have a podcast on Captain Marvel coming out. So, everyone, stay More tuned for that.
1: female characters!
0: Yay! All right, everyone, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.